It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. As many next is now. We are looking at what's next, uh, and we're looking at it right now. And helping us do that is Paul Nelson, reporter for KSL News Radio. We've been talking a lot about the Olympics lately. Of course, we have a diplomatic boycott going on. Utah is obviously interested in future games. Uh, Paul, you've been following this closely. Uh, give us an update. What's the reality on the ground? Where are we in that process? In this process right now, it is. Um, I, I hate to use a phrase that the kids are using, but it seems like the phrase that they're saying is "we're in the talking stages right now," ah. um, and it's a. Uh, and they're, they're having frequent discussions with the IOC, with the USOC, trying to figure out, you know, what exactly is different now compared to 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and as I take my glasses off, sorry, boys, <laughs> but these headphones are bothering me. But, um, but yeah, so as far as uh, what they're looking for, they're having constant conversations with the, mm-hmm. the higher-ups as far as what are the best things to do uh, as far as moving forward. If they even have enough money left over, and that seems to be kind of a big question. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you. So, I mean, one of the things that seems to come up today in the press briefing is that they spoke about the operations budget and it's over a billion dollars uh, wow. for operations. And then they have to have uh, they want to have two hundred million dollars set aside for contingencies, like if anything bad goes wrong. And uh, they also want to have two hundred fifty million dollars set aside for legacy so they can keep the spirit of the games kind of going. Still. Right. Uh, so um, that is the the biggest uh, that that's the kind of the progress right now. But they seem encouraged every time that they speak. They seem very encouraged about how well they're doing. Yeah, and obviously as we've been uh, rolling up to the uh, games in China uh, coming up here in February, uh, as I mentioned, uh, we we know there will be a diplomatic boycott from the U.S. In that, has that factored in at all in terms of the conversations as it relates to Utah and future games? Not even close to mm-hmm. even approaching affecting the games at all. Matter of fact, uh, uh, Representative Chris Stewart mentioned uh, that it's perhaps the United States should do a full boycott of the Beijing games instead of just a diplomatic boycott. Um, and the committee was the. The committee for the games was asked about this, and Fraser Bullock said, we are just focused on our games. We are still going to Beijing. We're going to have a group of observers going to see what the best practices are because we want to learn as much as we can. And then the, you know, the chair of the committee also said, you know what? There was that boycott in 1980, and the Olympic community is still talking about it Interesting. with hurt feelings. Yeah, and so yeah. it's – it's one of those things where they would look at it and say it is so important to let the people who have dedicated decades of training in order to just compete in this. Yeah. So that's that's one thing that they were yeah. they were saying. And it is it is nice to see that of of all the wrangling and all the posturing and positioning that goes on that we can at least have the conversation now to say, hey, whatever the politics of all of this are, whatever's going on in other places around the world, let's let those who have paid the price for an Olympic moment have their Olympic moment. Yeah, I spoke with Fraser Bullock about this last week, and uh, you know when the or when the diplomatic boycott was announced, and I said, so you know, is there any chance that maybe this can kind of ripple effect? And he made it clear, I don't even want to talk about that mm. because 
We just want to focus on what our games are. The weird thing, it, it's a completely different process than it was back when we yeah. won. It is not even, you wouldn't even recognize it. Mm-hmm. It used to be that you had several cities that would compete for it. Right. And there, would be, there was a big announcement. It was seven years ahead of schedule. You know, it, that was what the rule used to be. Yeah. And so and remember when the announcement was Salt Lake City got the games, there were, you know, balloons were released. <laughs> there was this huge party. It's not like that anymore. Now you'll have a city that will say, hey, we want to host a games. What can we do to make that happen? And the IOC is say, well, let's figure out where you are, and then we'll figure out maybe a date that you can take them. Yeah. So it's it's a very different process. And so that's why the committee is trying to learn how to do it, because it, the way that they got the games back in the 90s, it, it wouldn't it's a very work. Very different now. animal now, yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank heavens, it's a different animal yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> and Paul, as you've continued to to follow this, you, you mentioned two things that I want to get to. Uh, one is the the past success of the games and what was done, and then also you mentioned this this legacy component of how do you keep that Olympic spirit, and most importantly, how do you keep those uh, venues going? It seems that Utah did a better job uh, with that uh, than most places around the yes. world. How is that playing in? How's that positioning? Well, matter of fact, they were, you know, it's going to be the 20, 20th anniversary of the games yeah. next year. And they were asked, so is that going to kind of play into maybe you getting the bid? And the committee members were kind of hoping it would. Mm. Um, they wanted to be able to show off, hey, look, you know, we still have venues from 20 years ago. The spirit of the games is still very active here. So. Yeah. Uh, why don't you why don't you give us another shot that kind of a thing so um, but as far as uh, I mean everybody knows that if you really want to train well you come here yeah and so especially for something like speed skating skiing you know you come here so uh, that's uh, one thing that the committee wants to show off is that hey, we, we still have we still have the spirit of the games and we want another one so yeah. they're they hope that the legacy kind of plays into it yeah and Paul as you've been following this uh, with the committee and some of the the things they shared today. Uh, anything, anything surprise you or anything you're kind of got your eye on in terms of what we should be watching, uh, over the next couple of months? Um, as far the, the one thing that did surprise me was, uh, whether or not there were questions about, uh, if we had enough money, that was the kind of thing because, um, and Los Angeles is possibly considering hosting back to back games in 30 and 34. Mm. That's, um, that's one of the things that was kind of discussed. And the funny thing is that people were saying, well, can LA basically pull this off? And the committee members were saying, actually, we hope that they do, because that can kind of show that, you know, you can you can keep the games kind of going uh, if as long as you have the right kind of mindset as far as planning the games in the future. So but um, but, yeah, they, they did, you know, kind of bring up the funding and that kind of thing. And I, I which I thought was a surprise because I thought, well, we we already have the venues for the most part. So right. But yeah, that's that's one thing that maybe we'll have to kind of hammer out in the future. I don't know if it'll happen in the next couple of weeks, but that's something that's going to be an ongoing discussion. Clearly on the horizon. Yep. Fantastic. Paul Nelson, reporter for KSL News Radio. Appreciate you chiming in and uh, for your coverage on the Olympics. Uh, Thanks for having me. And uh, all of that is uh, such a vital thing. And again, I think it'll be be interesting to see. Uh, I've been curious as to what the diplomatic boycott was going to do, if anything. And it sounds like that just hasn't materialized into anything of significance as it relates to Utah and any future bids uh, that we might have here in Salt Lake City. So those are all important things to uh, to move through. And obviously, uh, the Chinese. Uh, during a press conference Monday, a uh, Chinese uh, ministry spokesperson said the U.S. should stop politicizing sports and hyping up the diplomatic boycott so as not to affect China-U.S. dialogue and cooperation on important issues. And it's always interesting. There's always been politics in sports. 
Uh, we've seen it good, bad, and indifferent. There have been important social moments that have taken place in sports. Uh, there have been things that have also been very divisive in terms of sports, and particularly in the Olympic movement. And, of course, Utah wants to be part of uh, creating that next round of uh, positive uh, uniting experiences, uh, not just for the United States, but for the world. Uh, when the athletes of the world gather, uh, that should be a positive thing, and it should be something that uh, Utah can certainly show the world there's a, a way that it can be done uh, and done in a, a very significant and positive way. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. And when we come back, President Biden, of course, uh, had a summit for democracy last week, wrapped up on Friday. We covered that, uh, raised a lot of questions about the strength of our country here at home. Laura Thornton from the Alliance for Securing Democracy joins us next to discuss what we can learn about democracy and what comes next. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.